and welcome to our podcast, The Ups and Downs of a Small Business Owner, where we hope to show you exactly what it's like to grow a business. So today I'm here with serial networker, business event organizer, networking expert, and probably the main role, which is Collaborate MK owner, Tim Lee. How would you describe yourself? <laughs> yeah, very similar to that, David. Yeah, definitely I was described as a serial networker over the last sort of seven or eight years. And yeah, it's come to fruition by by getting to know so many people, I've managed to build a business out of just getting out there and talking to people. And I first met you, you were at the Dons at the time, I yeah. think? Yeah. Again, it was at a networking event. Yeah. It was, did you always do networking? Yeah, well, it was introduced to me around about eight years ago when I first started at the MK Dons in the, in the, in the commercial team. And, and conversations came up in the office that they run network events, would I like to do the planning? I said, yeah, that's great. It's something to get my teeth into because I was brand new to business to business. And the conversation also came up, there's, well, we go to a couple of breakfasts each month as well. So I said, yeah, I'll go along to that as well. So, and that's where I saw, that's where I got the bug of networking. And also I could see, I, need to, I started with a clean slate, I didn't know anybody. So I was more than happy to sort of build up a lot of contacts and connections potentially to come and see the Dons and potentially sponsor a match and potentially do hospitality, that sort of thing, or advertising around the stadium. So I could see the benefit in both in, in both ways. So, so let's go back to that first one you went to then. Yeah. Were you nervous? Incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. Jury's in, midsummer breakfast, walking up the stairs. And yes, in my retail world, I was used to conferences once a year or so. So I was used to seeing a lot of people in one place, but generally, no, I, I managed a team of seven or eight people. So my managers meetings were 25, 30 managers, that type of thing in my retail days. But to walk into a room of hundred people, all in suits and very smart, you know, so was I, I was all, I was, I've been, I've been suited and booted all of my career. Didn't feel too nervous for walking into the hotel, but as soon as I walked up the steps and heard all the talking, wow, okay. So I thought, right, what do I do? Got my badge and just wandered over. And luckily the first person I bumped into is incredibly close contact now. It was very friendly and I was welcomed into the conversation. And to be fair, I haven't looked back since. But if that initial conversation didn't go well, or I was looked at in, the, in a funny way, then it might have, might have been quite a different story. But, but no. It was, it was lucky, it was a very good experience. It was good, <laughs> yeah. good. You mentioned the retail. If we go right back to the beginning of your story. Yeah. How did it start? Well, up in Liverpool, haven't got the accent, that, that soon disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Being <laughs> born in Woking didn't help, but we moved to Liverpool when I was about five. Um, so I went through primary school, secondary school up in Liverpool. And uh, yeah, I went to college. I didn't get too many qualifications at all. Went to college, got a bit bored there, discovered the nightlife of Liverpool and thought I need to earn money. So I went on a youth training scheme at Curry's okay. <laughs> in 1981. And uh, yeah, and I, and I really got the bug of selling TVs and washing machines at the age of 18, vacuum cleaners and so on and so forth. And um, so, and yeah, pretty much fast tracked to being training manager age 22, 23. And then the opportunity when I was around about, yeah, just 
just about turned 25 and I got the call to go and run the Watford store for a couple of weeks because it really was in trouble for a lot of reasons you know and and then the area manager said to me why don't you stay down there I said well how can I afford to live down here so <laughs> where's that effect and so they gave me the flat above the Amish me and my girlfriend at the time and now wife of 33 years we moved south and we haven't really looked back and I stayed in that world for around about 25 years on top of that so a total of 30 years how did she feel at the time Obviously, you've come home and said, look, we're moving to Watford. <laughs> yeah. That's that's her life as well that's kind of upped and moved. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was 21, you know, and, you know, it's it was very difficult, but we both worked for Curry, so it all made sense at the time. And, uh, and yeah, we had nothing to lose, really. I hit that point where, yeah, I've done my partying, thanks very much. It's a great place to be up there. Love living there. Love visiting now. But we were ready to move. And I've... Married a couple of years later, family came along after that as well. So it, yeah, it was, but it was tough that first year. Yeah, every time we, we used we used to go home every two weeks. Right, <laughs> so that's a long old drive up the end. Don't know how I did it, but every two weeks I'd close my shop. At, I'd leave my shop about five, take the Monday off. So yeah, I'd have to. I'd be in my local pub by about nine o'clock, right, and then see my old friends, yeah, and then drive back to Hamisham at the time on the Monday afternoon. So we had a chance to see the to, to see our parents, you know, every two weeks. So that was good, but couldn't do that now. That drive would kill me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I did it then. I've, Less cars on the road, to be fair. I've done that drive to watch the football, and it mm. is not not always the best, especially not a, a nil nil to Carlisle <laughs> in the League Cup. <laughs> that goes to penalties extra time and penalties and then driving home it's the worst feeling in the world yeah yeah <laughs> you've got you had family or she you both had family yeah. up there yeah, and yeah. things like that so yeah. actually yeah. To, to up and move is quite a big thing in itself yeah. uh, so fast forward then a little bit you kind of worked at Curry's you did all that yeah. That that's quite interesting to be fair <laughs> then then went to the Dons from Retail? Yeah, there was, there was a couple of... I, I got... In in, this, it's, in that world of electrical retail, you tend to have area managers sort of... They'll visit one store and they'll try and poach your staff and poach managers as well. That was all going on in the 90s. And I went to work for a business that's long gone, 1995. I was a manager for Rumbelows. I was a manager for Radio Rentals in the 90s. Quartz Furnishes had an electrical department. That was that was a really good job, to be fair. But then I had then though all those stores closed down. That's my claim to fame. Every store I've managed has now closed down. Then I first time I actually sat down and had to apply for a job. And it's the strangest thing to say. And this was in two thousand and three. And um, I went to work for a Sony Center franchise called Sonex Communications. And wonderful. Again, you were, you were, I was just bordering on 40 then. So I wanted the freedom to, to run my own P&L, run my whole, I wanted to run it like my own business. And sometimes you just go in the right place at the right time. And that's exactly what they did. They, they didn't have area management or anything like that. They just had 15 stores around the country, Blue Water, and I was in obviously Central Milton Keynes, Trafford Center, places like that, huge stores, big turnover. And, um, but they gave the manager the authority to get on with it, you know, and just report once a month and talk about the P&L. And that was my idea of heaven because <laughs> you get to an age where you don't particularly want to be managed. And, and when I was bordering on 40, that really made sense. So it was a wonderful time. I did 10 years there and I got sort of promoted up, up the, the, the ladder as well to come and train up the new, new managers, uh, new trainee managers, supervisors, and go and do store visits to check the merchandising and so on and all the admin and so yeah I was effectively the training manager but yeah 
credit crunch didn't help. Things started to wobble a little bit. And yeah, the whole business sadly did disappear in 2012. But while I was there, I got to know the MK Tons by the chairman walking through the door of my Sony Centre in Central Milton Keynes and led to a couple of TVs being sold to him personally. And um, and he introduced me to the commercial team and the and the chief exec at the time who I got to know. And all the times, I, well, all that time for about four or five years, I supplied the, 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 the double tree or stadium MK TVs for the manager's office, pitch side bar, still there now, <laughs> nearly right. 17 years later. It's still there working. Every time they, I go there, I sort of smile and think, yeah, it's still there, still <laughs> going, proves the quality. Going to need to change that soon. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so in a nutshell, I, I supplied them TVs, got to know them, which led actually led me to the next phase of my career. So, the companies that you were in then, you said that a lot of them closed. Did they close whilst you were working for them, or was it after you'd left all of them? What the Rumbelows one was the whole mass close. That was a huge name in its day, up there with the same level as Curry's. But they they never sort of invested a great deal in the stores, and then it all just sort of came to an end as soon as. The large out-of-town superstores went up. The high street started to take a right kick in in the 90s. And so that was a mass closure of every single store. And my store was the last one standing, right. <laughs> which was a flagship store of 300 stores. So I was very proud of that in its day. But I was pretty much the last man standing. So it was like we were the last one to lock the doors in 1995. Raging Rentals, yeah, that one just sort of came to an end where people just stopped renting TVs in the late 90s because the lovely new designer TVs were starting to come out and people were spending 1500 two grand on a, a tube TV, but really classy looking where there used to be just a box in the corner. Right. That changed the market completely. And Quartz Furnishers I work for, they really specialized in these revolutionary tube TVs, but they were really classy. And then of course, flat panel came along and away we went after that. It's quite a different story, you know, so, but that's how the, the business really changed. But uh, to, to closing that door for the last time, yeah. You, I guess you don't know where you're going next. You don't know what you're doing. What's going through your head at that time? Well, it, it, it is the strangest thing because, yeah, the, the time, yeah, Katie would have been three and funny enough, Daniel, my youngest, is, was on the way. So, yeah, not the time to be made redundant. Yeah, in the retail world, you were often poached around. But I also, it's all very well. I would have got another job the next day it, with my experience. doesn't alter the fact you may land in a job. That you don't particularly like, and this is that was my biggest fear. And to be fair, now I was out of work for literally that weekend, and I, I started the next, <laughs> and I had an interview on the Monday, and um, yeah, quite a few celebrations on the Saturday, and then yeah, <laughs> went to an interview on the Monday, and yeah, and and I ended up in, a, in another role then, so it all worked out fine. But is that real fear of? And in those days, yeah, interest rates were like fourteen percent, so the mortgage was through the roof. The housing house, houses were cheap, but it doesn't all the fact. It's all in proportion, yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it's pretty pretty difficult times, especially with one kid and another one on the way. What are we going to do? But no, all worked out fine in the end. But but yeah, difficult times. So, so then, as you say, you mentioned Sony yeah. that led you to the Dons because you yeah. you'd almost built a network. Yeah, you you'd, you'd done the networking. You'd done that that connection. So actually, the the next step was quite smooth because you because you'd already done all the, the base work for that. What was it like at the dance? 
Well, it's quite quite daunting because I remember my, my first conversation was, I don't actually know anybody because usually anybody going into a business development role, you need a little black book. I said, my little black book is like a post-it note. I know a couple of people because when you're a retail manager, to be fair, you just get on with what you do. You know, you is head down, you concentrate on your team, you concentrate on the store merchandising. You're not particularly talking to your neighbours, to be perfectly honest, because you're not, you're not really going to gain anything. You know, so networking was completely foreign to me. But all of that time, yeah, I, I figured that I was networking. And actually, by talking to the commercial team in the during that time at Sony, I was actually building a network of them, which I didn't realize I was doing. It's just one of those psychological things. And therefore, that's probably why I didn't feel too nervous walking into the networking world a month or two after starting at the Don's. So, but yeah, it's a tricky one, tricky one. But yeah, I, I think I think I've got to, because of all that year, all those years of retail, you're used to talking to someone completely new for the first time because he's meeting customers all the time. So I think that that helped me. But it's not for everybody. Networking's not for everybody, which no, I could probably get to. No, <laughs> but yeah, but that was the principle of it all. How important have people around you been on your life? I guess a prime example there is that network there. Yeah, absolutely vital. And where I really struggled was when my store closed down because I had 10 years of the utmost respect of the MD of the business, huge respect. And when you walk away, when you when you have to leave, well, there was 15 managers, we're all in our 40s and 50s at the time because he only liked to employ anybody really experienced because that would make sense for what I said before, basically. You know, we were in control of our PL, it had to be the right sort of experienced characters. And we were very loyal to him, even when we had pay cuts and we were hoping the business would survive and so on. We all stayed incredibly loyal. But yeah, when the whole lot went, then yeah, just didn't know where to turn. You said bordering on 50, what do I what do I do now? You know, and I didn't know anybody. And of course that's the beauty of PR. Once you get to know other businesses in my world now, and you think, all oh, right, something's happened. Well, we can all help each other and open a door for someone. I didn't know anybody. I had no reason to know anybody. Just in the retail world, but everybody had been everywhere. It's like we'd all done the full circle. So I spent hours upon hours upon hours looking at the at the job sites, which just got me more and more angry because you're seeing the same jobs come along all the time and you're not getting good responses from people and they've got all this experience. You think, how? And I was only focusing on retail, you know, because that's all I really thought I could do. And ended up in a, a couple of jobs that I really didn't enjoy. I was grateful of of, of, of of the interview and grateful of the role I was offered, but sometimes I wasn't the right fit for them and sometimes it was the other way around and I'm always very realistic with that. And a couple of those jobs were people that I used to know and they thought, you'd be great for us. And, but yeah, you have to take a job because you've got a mortgage to pay and so on. But sometimes, yeah, just sometimes the wrong fit both ways. And then miracle of MK Dons <laughs> came along <laughs> and then so yeah I met you at the Dons yeah we fast forward then to a point yeah. you started collaborate MK how did that happen yeah. how how did you you've done all this networking but how did you decide that's what I'm gonna do yeah it was I'm usually quite cautious in my approach to things. I could, you know, I like to think about things for a week or two before I make a big decision. You know, this was quite the opposite. So, so I did my sort of four years at the Dons, went to Business MK newspaper where I was head of business development, 
and I wanted to change things there and I introduced after the full blessing of the editor and owner of the business we introduced the business MK club because I wanted advertisers to talk to each other you know and that was the main aim just get everybody talking and let's have an event nothing over the top let's just get 30 people in a room and teas and coffees and we'll build a new advertising packages for everybody so we did it then we did this around you know, six months before lockdown so you know where I'm going with this so we did our, one, we did our monthly events really popular not to the point I thought it'd be 30 30, 40 people well it turned out to be 70 80 90 people coming along to the events once a month different venues all the way around Milton Keynes and then we hit that March point where we all started to quiver thinking oh my word what's this gonna what's gonna happen now if we go into lockdown so of course we did so we turned our events into zoom and they worked an absolute dream you know and yeah I'm not one for in-depth technology but we we got around all the settings and and got used to it before we knew it 25 30 40 people on a call then we then we discovered breakout rooms and uh, so we ended up in our breakout rooms of three four people and 40 on the call and it kept going 60 70 we're all locked out so you're going to get big numbers because everybody was at home so it was really a bit of a no-brainer from that side of things but equally I was starting to get a bit nervous employment wise because you just don't know where it's going to go how long is lockdown going to be and I've always wanted to run my own business so it was around about the June as good as three years ago now I thought no let's hit the calculator let's see if we can work closely and I leave the business and just start my own freelance business development and marketing company and I'll have a business and a business club would attach to it and uh, so after you know to sort of whistle stop the next sort of couple of months I formed Collaborate MK and uh, sort of the rest is history really <laughs> and we just we, we it was still in lockdown so it was three zoom calls on Tuesday mornings 10 30 till 12 and yeah we just pressed on from there so that was the principle of how it changed but it really was very much overnight I thought let's do it you know and off we went good people around me to give me advice people I've got to know in this last sort of three or four years so just pointing me in the right direction for marketing and and they're still well and truly next to me now a part of my core event team so that's the principle so <laughs> what's been your biggest failure yeah, the biggest one would be in that, what, with Collaborate MK? Just, just in, in general? general? In general. Oh, in general. In general, I would say my biggest failure was when I left Sony and not focusing on other areas. I wish, wish I'd known more about business to business and then I could have ended up in a business to business role, you know, 12 years ago, opposed to sort of just focusing on retail because I had to change. I was 50 years old, so I was good ass. And there was, it was time to, you know, I had to change, but I was, that's where I was stuck in a rut got to focus on where I know I'm going to get a job because I'm a very experienced retail manager and also regret of just not pushing more to be turned into an area manager in my early days I could easily have been an area manager in the late 20s most of them are late 20s early 30s and then they they burn you out and (laughs) off you go to run a store at age 40 you know so but I never really went up that route so there's a couple of regrets there I would say that was a failure of me not focusing enough on me that tends to focus more on my team and making sure they were okay more than myself as a career at times so I think there's a few regrets there especially when yeah the kids were young and so on and we needed to earn more money I need to earn more money you know so uh, yeah there's a few regrets there to flip that on its head then yeah what's your biggest success well it is just make it is honestly just making that decision because I've always been there on a very steady salary nothing huge nothing you know rock bottom enough to bring up a family and so on but yeah that decision that light bulb moment of 
Let's Form Collaborate MK is just just amazing when I look back. You know, it's nearly three years now. And uh, yeah, just making that decision and making a snap decision and just going to get advice, going to get an accountant in place, going to get everything ready, upgrading the Zoom account and so on and so forth. It, just all those all those things to get it going. And I'm going to look back and think, yeah, it was sort of slightly sleepless nights because you're packing in a job that was guaranteed income into something where, okay, this is just, it's going to be a lot of membership fees. I'm going to pay myself a salary from that. But yeah, it's just that light bulb moment, which, which, which I do get now when I'm out and about, when I walk, I get those moments. I have to get away from the desk. And that's where I get those moments of, right, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's create more. Let's do something different for the members. That's where I do it, in a brainstorming session with my closest contacts or at walking the dog. That's where I get the moments of stop, think, you know, so. But that was my, yeah, biggest success is just making that decision. You know, it's quite bold when I really look back, I think, my oh, word. <laughs> it, and that, yeah, it's impressive, especially during that time, because yeah. I think that was the time everybody was walking away from events. So yeah. for you to start an event <laughs> yeah. or in, in that period, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Have you ever thought that it wasn't going to work? There was a few moments. There's a few moments where I thought, "Hang on, if, I, if yeah, if we didn't come out of lockdown, and the, the memberships were sort of like a hundred pound a year, those hundred pounds add up quite nicely. That, that's fine. But what if we don't come out of lockdown? Because it was a case of how long is a piece of string. It's 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 easy to look back now because we know where we are." And I was counting the days to when we got the nod from Boris to say, right, you can now go out and about. That meant I can get, I could get the face-to-face events going again because that's a completely different market. Some people didn't go to virtual at all. It wasn't what they wanted to do. And I get that. That's not a problem. And a lot of people were like both and so on. So I needed that nod from Boris really to sort of take the business to the next level. And once we got that, then I was there like a shop booking the MK Gallery and booking all the right places so we could hit the ground running in September. September 2021 and that's when we did our first face-to-face so once that hit membership was was steady at that point growing because people were loving the zoom calls we were getting 80 90 109 one one week which is incredible 17 breakout rooms we had it was just wow <laughs> it's an incredible time but didn't alter the fact that there's still a lot of people didn't want to do that type of networking so it was great to be let loose and, and but once we got to that point then memberships grew and grew and grew because the people that haven't networked for the last 18 months desperately wanted to meet people again and that really made a huge difference so that was a big turning point so you got that out then we got shut down again yeah how did that feel yeah that, that was tricky that was tricky because I thought right here we are and then oh we're back to square one you know that was a tricky phase but didn't seem to last long so I I must have been struggling to remember back to that time now but uh, but all was good all was good in the end everybody stayed loyal every business realised that we've got to keep visible keep networking because some businesses literally went from top to bottom overnight don't need to tell anybody that because it just happened but it's my whole principle of, of those early calls was stay visible you know just build yourself time to be here because we will come out of this at the end it's it's not going to go on forever well let's hope it won't and we kept smiles on our faces and got on with it but but even if it does go on forever you still need to be visible (laughs) so actually you know you did you 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 stayed out there you stayed visible the whole time yeah we we i think we were with you at the beginning yeah and then and then 
we had to take some time out yeah. to sort ourselves out and get to where we could be and yeah. now we're, we're back yeah. as a member yeah what's one thing M- MK collaborate MK has done that you didn't think it would do I would say expand so fast I didn't think I would have the capacity to say let's go and do a gold membership workshop let's go and launch in University of Buckingham let's launch at Leighton Town Football Club and also only Rugby Club you know I never thought I'd have the capacity to do that because there is only me and but no just by time management and getting it all together and my daughter Katie is she's got, she's got her own business but she's with me Mondays and Thursdays that gives me that support which is marvellous because the easiest way for me to lose members is if you know what if I'm too busy doing one thing but I'm forgetting people are paying me a good membership and not having the benefits they get with the benefit of, of the membership that was my number one priority when I launched the business so having Katie there Mondays and Thursdays making sure all of that's ticking over then that's marvellous for me so it's the first time I can actually sort of delegate and we do work well as a team you know she's 30 years old now so it's not as though she's a kid but it's it is it's so good to think right that's being dealt with that means I can concentrate on other areas and grow the business that way knowing full well she's looking after everybody literally everybody right because so. you've got over 200 members Two two hundred twenty three as of yesterday. Yes, and it's it's very steady. There's, there's businesses are going as well, usually due to a job change or, or or literally no time for networking because the business is strong or a huge contracts come along. But that what I really like, there's not many people have left because they don't like the format or they don't like the feel of it. You know, there's one or two that does. It wasn't really quite for them because we're very casual. We are very very casual and it's not salesy so some people might want to join and think yeah right i'm going to get my first business at the next event no wrong group that's not how we work it's very much building work and relationships together and then when that person's ready to talk to that person then it'll happen and that's all about being so that's that's the principle of how we work it's building relationships rather than forcing forcing relationships and forcing sales which that's what i've experienced yeah yeah, and I thought if I'm going to do, if I'm going to launch a business, it's got to be, uh, launch a networking community. It's got to be different. It's got to be pretty much twenty four seven, as you see in the WhatsApp group. It just carries on. We link those events together <laughs> with lots of banter in a very professional way. Lots of LinkedIn help to our members as well. You know, just to make sure that post gets a boost. We all help each other. You know, that's that's the whole meaning of the group. Not just an event one week, then another one. Let's join it together in between as well. You know, yeah. So that, that's how we work. And, and you build, you've almost built like a, a support network around you. Yeah. So is it like 10 members? It's 33 now. 33. <laughs> it was 30 at the weekend. At, at the event. That, <laughs> yeah. that are really supportive of the group. They kind of welcome people in. They're That's always it. talking to new people. They're always trying to make sure the events work really yeah. well. Yeah. How have you managed to get 30 people, <laughs> or 33 people... <laughs> to all do that <laughs> I do I just ask nicely you know they all, all members of the sport team get that little bit of an extra talk at event they get a shout out at an event I give them a, a, there's a, a credit that can be used at other events so there's a little bit of financial gain but at the same for them um, but at the same time it's very much voluntary they love being part of the group and I need, I haven't got a budget to say, right, I'm going to have someone employed to be on the signing in desk. I need someone, I need to pay someone to come and take down all the pull-up banners because all the sponsors pull-up banners go in the boot of my car. So everybody's pretty much voluntary, but just little perks, basically, is how I, how, how I do it. And they're all grateful of that extra exposure. And, and, and it is, they're, they're great people. Yeah. They're great people to have around me. 
and I'd say you've built a, a great group. Yeah. That that tight knit group works really well. Yeah. And it's it's very different to any other event that I've been to. <laughs> because as you say, it's just you and not having that team. Mm. Oh, and, and that support is vital on the day. And, and so going back to what we were saying before, when you first, some people could, it could frighten the life out of people because our, our large events, as you've seen, are very often 100 plus. And it's quite daunting when you first walk in, like, like we were saying before, my very first one and your very first one. But when I send my itinerary out, I give everybody, anybody new, anybody really, would you like to be introduced to one of the support team after signing in? And then we just liaise between so they sign in they know who they're going to meet i pre-arrange it so this particular person said yeah okay i'd like to like to have that welcome i'd like to be with someone for the first half an hour because that's the first that's the time once you're in there for half an hour it's not so bad and the first half hour is pure networking so they are they stay with that person for half an hour then i hit the gong and i start off the event and then they're usually quite relaxed by then. So I always say to the sport, the member of that sport team, let them loose now, <laughs> you know, because they're always, they're, they feel comfortable. It's that initial five minutes, it's pretty daunting. So that's where the sport team, that's why I choose, I, I choose wisely. They've got to be, they've got to be very welcoming themselves. They can't have an agenda themselves. Like, right, this person's come to me, I'm gonna sell to them. No, wrong, wrong person. No, they just need to be joining that conversation. Just, just, just a welcome. Yeah, just a welcome. I don't know if I've ever said my first networking event I went to, it wasn't one of yours, but it was It was an event I went, nobody talked to me. I, for, for maybe all of five minutes, so I was kind of awkward. I didn't know who to talk to. I went, pretended to be on my phone, stood in the corner of the room, yeah. went back, tried to kind of talk to a, a couple of people who I think yeah. in my head, probably more than anything else, but I felt like they were, yeah. looking down on me they, they were kind of saying you know you're oh well done you started a business at, at 26 27 I sold a business at that age almost saying kind of that's great for you and that that was really kind of condescending for me and I was kind of and I left after that thinking I'm never going to go networking again no. um, ironically I think we've grown to much bigger than they ever were or ever are and and yeah. I'll never forget that moment but surprised. that was that was my first networking event and actually to hear that that's what you do at yours is you know people people are welcome people are talked to and that was my experience as well so it makes it so much different and as you say that first initial meeting is what makes a big difference so I think that that is probably a huge reason why the group has grown to the size it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's vital, and also, it, what if, if that if that person's missed it on the email because we're all getting enough emails and just see the address and the directions. That's all I need. They may have missed it, but if, if they're all almost sporting, they're on the lookout for someone that might look a bit lost or might just go to a corner or do what you did, and quite rightly as well, I'd do exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so they're always on the lookout. So they're talking, but looking as well. And that's not being rude. It's just making sure. So the more the more of the sport team I have at the event, the better. Then no one's going to feel awkward. And once they're in that conversation, they can relax. And you know, then then you know, Katie's on the door, and she'll say to me, "Someone went after half an hour." Sometimes a very good reason. You have, to, you have to go home quickly or something like that. But if someone's left early because of the, the format or something like that, I need to know so I can work on that and just make sure they're okay and find out what's gone wrong. Then I learn from that. 
I'm very good at learning from mistakes. I'm very good at learning from other people and so on. That's that's all come from my retail days. Yeah, vital. So on that, mm. do you go to other other networking events and see what your competitors are doing or what other networking events are doing? Not, not in a big way, and mainly because it is time. Because I'm doing nine events myself, but I'm very close with 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 quite a few local networking events, other other membership groups. And if I'm invited to go to those, then I'll go on that strict understanding. But I have to be careful that people might think I'm coming along to an event. I'm just going to walk around everybody and give them a leaflet, leave here and come and join mine. No, I'm the opposite. And this is what I encourage at my events. I'll, I'll have someone at the front talking to 100 people saying, come along to my event, come along to my networking event in a week's time, two weeks time. That's what I'm encouraging. I'm encouraging everybody to get full value from our membership and also go elsewhere, you know. So, no, I, I, no, I wouldn't... I, I do go, but it's not a number one priority because I, in Milton Keynes, I'm not saying I'm connected to everybody, but I'm sort of quite well known. I don't really have the full urge to do it. I might go to once, once a quarter, the business lunches once a quarter. I probably do that each time, but I can't really. There's not too much time to actually go. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to support my members, as in Metro Bank, they do events and so on. And the charity events, I'll go to as many as those as I can, you know, just where time allows. So anyone, any one of our members, that's a different story. But and the awards nights. The outside. Hmm? And the awards nights. Of course. Yes, of course. Yes. That's a different story. My <laughs> word. That was a night. Any excuse to get dressed up and, and have a few drinks? Never felt so uncomfortable in my life. That's not me at all. <laughs> but again, if you didn't, if you weren't there as a penguin, you would stand out like a like a sore thumb. But no, that was that was a, a good example of me being out of my comfort zone. It's not as the third one I've been to, so it's not as I, it was unexpected for me. But no, I do much prefer jeans and a t-shirt and sweatshirt these days. So, so even <laughs> now, after all this networking, you still go to events and you still feel uncomfortable just that little bit just that little bit there I probably knew oh I wish we had more time I could have you know <laughs> you were sat very close to me and I, only, I felt only saw about 10% of, of the whole lot because you can't when you're hosting a table it's difficult I didn't want to go wandering off I knew I'd never come back because <laughs> <laughs> I've been meeting so many people I wanted to catch up with but that's just one of those things but no even that time no slightly twitchy you probably saw my photograph with the, <laughs> in the WhatsApp group just there with the dog and thought, no, I do not want to be dressed like this. Because I've always been suited and booted all of my career. It's only this since lockdown I've been a bit more casual because we're a casual group. But no, but once, a couple of drinks down my house. Where do you see Collaborate MK in the future? Do you see it changing? No, and that's not being negative to the point where, to the point where I'm, I've lost my ambition. That's not even close. We're nine events. And that is the limit of what I can do. There's an outside chance. They might, I might turn that to 10. And I've got a bit of a conversation in a year's time. But I've decided the way, uh, the way my financial year is, which is now, now going to be around about two and a half years. In the next two and a half years, I will not be expanding anymore to other, to other towns unless something's right. If, if I meet someone that's got exactly the same values as me, I might go up the franchise route. I might have a look at that. Or something that licenses an event in Northampton for argument's sake, potentially, somewhere where I'm not now, and it's a license over to them and they do the hosting and they do, then they effectively look after it and and just pay me a small small fee, then that could work. But it's gotta be the right person, you know, it's gotta be a, a really long conversation to make sure it works and they have the same passion because it's bound to be another business owner. What is difficult in my world, because I because it's 
this is all I do, I don't run a business, and this, which was the original plan, put my heart and soul into each one. But if you're running a business and you think, oh, I haven't got time to look after that event, that's the easiest way to end up with five people coming to your event and it won't work. So it's got to be the right person that could put a lot of energy into or someone, one of their team puts their energy into it in the right way. So I may go up that route if the right opportunity comes along, but that's not a priority. But at the moment, it's staying with the nine events. Yeah. So that's based in Milton Keynes, all of them? Yeah, just on, on the outskirts. So we've got our two, the, the nine comes from two virtual events and the big the big Milton Keynes based event. I occasionally go to, or once a year, we always go to venue Cranfield because I absolutely love that place. And yeah. that sort of gives my foot in the door to, to the Bedford area and it's just a particular favourite venue of mine. So that's all within the membership. Then outside of the membership is the partnership events, which is only Rugby Club, University of Buckingham, and also Leighton Town Football Club as of next month, May the 11th, and our gold workshops as well, coupled with a breakfast and brunch event, which is now going to be at Willen Hospice Cafe, which I'm really pleased about, and that's from May the 4th. So that's where the nine comes from. And to be fair, that's enough. But my aim is to just to get to know some more of the bigger businesses of Milton Keynes. So I do feel, you know, I, I could be flying under the radar with those guys because I'm very LinkedIn focused like you are and very sort of pretty well known to small businesses. But am I flying under the radar of those really big Milton Keynes businesses that have got a team of three BDMs and a couple of accounts that really should be coming to our events, you know, and they just probably don't realize I'm there. So that's going to be a sort of a very gentle direct marketing campaign over the next couple of months just to get some big businesses so the small businesses as members have got big businesses to talk to but where I'll, where I'll draw the line is that I don't want a small business to be thinking there's a great big pound note sign let's go and sell to them no you just get to know them and yeah and you'll supply to them when they're ready you know that's that's the obstacle, but that's just in general. You know, it's, I don't think it would happen, but it's something I'm cautious of. I guess there's nothing really that you can do to, to directly stop that. You can try and coach it out of people, yeah. but people see, you know, let's yeah. say a big company in Milton Keynes, Red yeah. Bull. Yeah. If they, they turn yeah. up to an event, yeah. I think people would flock to them yeah. because that's just naturally what you do. Yes. Again, yes. You, you start getting people like the Dons there. Yeah. <laughs> people go yeah. pound signs and, and get excited but equally nervous and all of that that comes with it. So I guess that's that's quite a hard challenge in itself. It is, and it was the same when I went to the Doms and I, people sort of looked at me and think, right, I'm the route in to go and supply to them all kinds of things, traders and all, all kinds of things. IT was, yeah, I wasn't to get, you know, it's a collar, I don't mean collar, but a, a lot of IT companies could see this huge stadium and wow, I could supply Wi-Fi to all of there, I could supply all the different ports and all that was done. But either way, yeah, I was always the routine. I'd always have a conversation with them, but it's just one of those things that needs to be under control, really. But again, networking's all about talking to other business. I just don't want new, brand new, big business to come along and be sold at, you know. But that's not where it doesn't happen now, so it's not going to start then. So it's just more. I, probably, I don't want to be overthinking it either, you know. But but that's the principle. Just more of those big businesses, which would be good for good for all parties, good for them, and good for all our members as well. So if you could leave one thing as a business legacy, what would it be? Hmm. Just knowing that I've left, I've left a group of let's say 300, say if I, say if I decided to retire, which technically is 
seven years time I never will it just won't happen it's just not going to I'll be doing this when I'm 70 70 and 10 years time it will never happen because I love work unless you know? your wife tells you <laughs> yeah, unless, yeah unless, unless my memory completely goes which is worrying me at the moment it's, I'd love to leave that to my daughter and say right off you go build around she'd have a team around her and my daughter Katie I'd love that to be the scenario and then she'd be running it and then there'll be yeah potentially franchises all around the home counties because Networking's not going to go anywhere. Virtual's not going to go anywhere. You know, so it'll always be there for, for businesses to talk to each other. So that's why I'm very pleased to be in this industry because it's not going to sort of fizzle away after a couple of years. There'll be tweaks and changes. You've got to keep up with it. You've got to keep with up, keep up with what's changed. I.e., when Zoom came in, that was a really fast decision. But yeah, that's what I'd like to to leave if I did stop. You know, something on those lines, or or sell it to the right person to carry it on but again it's got to be that right person you know but uh, but for now no let's just head down <laughs> is there any questions that you expected me to ask you that i haven't no absolutely terrific though I, I love i'm not very good at talking about me i've always been about my team around me in my retail days it was never about me you know i, I got a lot of praise for customer service in my, in my, in my retail days, but it says nothing to me. I install it into my staff to talk to people correctly and so on. So I'm not, it's in the retail days and now, and you'll see at my events, yes, I've got a, I host, but do I stand out there for half an hour? No, I stand out there for literally one minute here, two minutes there, introducing the sponsors, because it's all about the people that support me, the sponsors, the members. That's what I'm all about. So I'm not really very good at talking about me at times, but but no, really good in-depth questions, which which is great, you know. And sometimes I'm a bit standoffish with some questions, and terrific. And and I wouldn't. I'm going to have to kind of delve into it because it's a big yeah. thing at the moment. AI. Cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts on AI at the moment? Well, if you'd asked me six weeks ago, I just I, I was looking at LinkedIn posts from a lovely guy that you know, Stephen Church, and and I thought, what is this? What is ChatGPT? What's AI all about? And I've been to even at my events. There's a sorry, this is what happens. My name, my my brain escapes me of names at times. But a lovely guy did a great talk on AI. Still don't understand it. It's probably because of my age. And now with ChatGPT suddenly hitting the headlines, and in one of our gold workshops, it was it was about three weeks before the workshop was due and I thought I'm going to change this so we had a panel we had a panel of experts that are using it and right. so not in a salesy way because no one no one's using it in sales they're just either using it to write a book or, or using it for the website and using it for blogs and so on and so we had a really great forum of around about 20 minutes at the last gold members workshop and I learned so much from that but I do think yeah it's it, it is it's there to stay and I think it's with all the different options um, it's looking like it's got to settle a bit and people have got to understand it people have got to get over that first hurdle what is it and once you're over like I am you know and I don't use it yet but once you're over that first hurdle I think it'd be a great benefit to so many businesses but very much as a tool to use and not take over because you know that's that's my sort of clouded thoughts on it so when you say not to take over I find that quite interesting mm. because something our industry has, has had had quite a lot we've had a lot of changes zero have come in and kind of really shook it up but yeah. I've seen a set of accounts fully completed from chat GPT it can it can actually oh fully complete a full set of accounts to the point where you could submit them 
So it will replace jobs, but I think jobs have to adapt. Jobs have to... So suddenly now actually producing a compliant set of accounts can be done almost for free. Business owners won't want to do that because they don't. You know, actually, would would you trust ChatGPT that you've given it the right information to file your accounts? <laughs> no. And that's that's the big thing. Is so I think roles are going to change drastically. Yeah. Jobs are going to change drastically, but you need to use it as a tool and you need to to learn with it. We've got. I think I have now eight or nine different AI apps that I use. Right. In, in business here. All right. And that's what I think people people don't know well enough what what this is capable of doing and how big it of an impact it will make. So when people talk to me that I've had some people say, oh, you know, the internet came along and the fact that we're we're referring this to similar to what the internet did. Yeah. Shows how much of a impact it's going to make on business and lives and I think that's what we need to one be aware of and two adapt and understand Uh, so yeah I I follow this quite a lot I'm big on my technology I'm not surprised Um, and actually them gold membership meetings I think I'm going to have to try and get involved in because that sounds very interesting to me we need your knowledge we need your knowledge <laughs> on that because that, that's a new one to me that didn't come yeah. up at all about accountancy I have no idea I'm, I'm picturing more websites blogs and that so I'm only really scratching the surface of what it does so it, exactly that yeah. people are seeing people are seeing it and going oh you know it can write it can write a bit of text for me that's great yeah. actually think outside the box let's think about what else it can do because it's incredible and that's the bits that I'm trying to kind of delve into at the moment. That's, it's amazing and scary at the same time from what you just said. That's a completely new one to me. And we had a good, good conversation on it. And, okay. and it went on. It was quite lively. It really created a great debate around the room because I must have created about 15 questions, which is good. Sometimes you could do a forum and it might be a subject that there might be a pregnant pause. No, we could have gone on for probably another half an hour. Yeah. But you know what I'm like with timekeeping. <laughs> it's all right. But but no, it's a great debate, but I think we only scratched the surface there. So no, it's gonna be a big topic in our workshops. Yeah. Okay. So I've heard that. <laughs> well yeah, so I've enjoyed it. It's yeah. been good. Thank you yeah. for coming in. No, not at all. It's wonderful. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please like and follow and make sure to tag us on social media. Thank you.